0: Today's year begins at the Mishnah that you'll find 19 lines from the top. The first Mishnah on the page. Ho'echel Eitzel chomiv If one has a meal, he spends time with his Arusa, with the woman that he married. first stage of marriage is the Erusan, the Kiddushan, prior to the Chuppah. Or nisuin, which consummates the marriage, and he does so in the chum uh, of his father in law. Essentially, it means that he's spending time with his arusa in Yehuda. Yehuda is the uh, southern region of Eretz Yisrael. Shelobi and he is with her basically in seclusion. he's without witnesses. Eno <speaking> lito in <Hebrew> He cannot after he enters the chuppah and does the first act of uh, be with her, the first intimacy with her after the chuppah, he cannot exercise the tainus besumim option. Because he was already in seclusion with her, and the thinking is, is that if he's already in seclusion with her, and it is his wife, he. Would have already conducted intimacy. So for him, so to think that he would be able to claim after the chupa, after the second stage that consummates the marriage, and uh, thinking that he would have a right to say that she was already nivelis, that he she had intimacy with someone else, and that's why she is no longer a virgin, we would sort of uh, uh, laugh at him and say, hey, you were the one that. Uh, created that situation of uh, removing her virginity because when you were with her in the Erosin state uh, in Yehuda, visiting her, that's when you had intimacy. <laughs> From the language of the Mishnah, it said, one who does that in Yehuda. It must be that there are other parts in Yehuda where they don't have that custom of. Going to visit the Arusa uh, in her father's house in this same region of Yehuda. So Abaye says that you see from here that in the within the region of Yehuda you have different practices, namely not only. Outside of Yehuda in Golil, for example, they don't have that practice of his spending time in seclusion with his uh, arusa before the chuppah. It is, in fact, in Yehuda itself, some practice that and some don't. Rashi says, <laughs> have different practices." the practical differences. the nihigi liached in those places where they don't have this custom of uh, allowing the uh, couple to be in seclusion he would be able to make the claim the Tainus Besulim claim the Gemara continues as you see in the following source that within Yehuda you have different practices on the side of the Gemara we have a Nosei Mivne heading a topic heading with a structural note the uh, f- a shape that you see here, a, a volcano shape, represents sidro shel chiluke minhogim bein Yehuda veGolil, a series of different practices that you find uh, between the Yehuda region and the Gola region, benihuge chasa vekala yichud mishmush and shina. We'll see. Uh, those what those uh, are an allusion to as we go through the source. The uh, Gemara Omra be Yehuda in the Yehuda region, the southern region of Eretz Israel, Borishona es They had this practice of allowing the Chosan and Kala, the Groom and the bride to be in seclusion uh, for a, a little while before entering the marriage canopy, gasba, so as to uh, create a sense of arousal, uh, additional attraction of the Hosan uh, for the kala. And ubagolio lo osin in Goliel they didn't have that practice. Biyehuda. In the Yehuda region, originally, they used to set up two shushbinin, Maybe you want to call them chaperones or people that accompany the choson and kala. One to accompany the choson and one to accompany the choson, the groom, and one to accompany the bride. Kedei lemasmesh es hachoson the K'nissosin L'Chupa Mashmesh means to literally to feel them, to check them out to check out the Chosin and check out the Kala when they are entering the Chupa In the Gola region they didn't have that practice Let's take a look at Rashi Lemashmeish uh, L'fashfeish b'ma'asehem to check them out and investigate the behavior of the choson and kala that night, the wedding night. There, there should be no foul play. We are go, we're trying to investigate and and avoid a situation where the choson would see the blood of virginity and he would deliberately throw it away, destroy the evidence, so to speak, and that would give him uh, let's say a basis in, uh, in the eyes of the public. It would give him grounds for claiming she's not a virgin. Ah, he knew that she was. He saw blood on the sheet. The blood that, that uh, uh, is released when the virginity is broken vezu lo tovi mapo tipe domin and to check her out that let us say she really is not a virgin anymore and she would bring with her a sheet that has some droplets of blood on it on it and claiming that she is a virgin so we want to check both of them out to make sure that they don't practice this kind of foul play lo in the in uh, within Yehuda. Where they had that practice of checking them out, so they didn't um, practice having them in seclusion. So that you can see that within Yehuda, some places they did have this the seclusion practice, and in some places no. <clears> Thegu <throat> if you were in that kind of locale, where they did have the couple in seclusion before, the chupa, my mishmush boy, of what value would there be in this checking out ain there's no the, the 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 groom loses his chance to to uh, i didn 't find any basolim Al so you see from this that within Yehuda you have different practices we uh, just like was pointed out by the Gemara in its. Diuk uh, Loshon in its uh, analysis of the language Ha'Ochel, there are places in Yuda where they are in seclusion before the wedding, before the wedding night, the consummation of the wedding, that is, and there are places that they don't go into seclusion. The the Gemara continues. In in uh, Yehuda, uh, originally they. Chaperones would sleep in the same house as the hosan and kalav. oisin and in Golo they didn't do that. V'chol shelo noha eno yochol Litoin besulim. And anyone who doesn't follow this practice cannot exercise the right to uh, to, to claim that I didn't see her virginity. I. That I uh, I claim she's not was not a virgin. Ah, hey! This last phrase, what is it referring to? If you were to say, now, you see. By the way, the double underlines that you see here are explained on the side under the mivne heading. Shlavim these are stages to clarify where on, on what is the last phrase going. besofa etc. So that phrase, anyone who didn't practice this loses his rights of besulim. What is that phrase going on? If you think it's going on the reisha where they were in seclusion, well, if you're in a place where they're in seclusion then you would say Call anyone who did practice the seclusion thing would lose his right of Tainus B'Sulem as we said before if he was in seclusion with her before the wedding night, comes the wedding night and he's going to claim I didn't find her to be a virgin we're going to say well you were with her in seclusion you were the one that had the first act of intimacy with her, you can't say that she did it with someone else Elo, Asefa. Uh, the Sefa was the section that dealt with the Chosen and Kala being checked out. And so that it would be saying that anyone who didn't go through the checking out, so he loses his rights for Tainas Besulim. Well, if that's the case, Kol Shalom Mushmash Mi boyleh, the language should have been anyone who did not subject himself to the scrutiny of the Shush well... Be then in our eyes will be suspect of maybe there was this he threw it away and therefore he cannot so the language should have been anyone who did not subject himself to the checking out this last phrase of the source is going really back on the beginning of the source and you should say anyone who practiced the yichud before the chuppah will not be able to Taina taina Pasulem. Omar Lay Rova. Kol Shaloi Nohag Kotani. But the language is in the negative. Anyone who did not practice is what it said. Ella Omar Rova. Hofi Komar. Kol Shalo Nohag Minhog. Now notice Rova's <coughs> rereading is uh, uh, does preserve the the negative anyone who did not practice the Goliel way in Goliel rather he did the seclusion thing in uh, Goliel so he loses his right to the like we said we'll tell him uh, you were with her in private before the wedding night so you were the one that uh, that caused her loss of Besulim Rav Ashi Omar li as-seifah he prefers to uh, attach that phrase of kol shelo on the Tani and restate the language as follows kol shelo mushmash that anyone who wasn't checked out he will lose the chance to tainatainas-besulim the Mishnah continues uh, we might want to read first the um, the topic heading. Uh, we're going to see in the Gemara the following. Minig beizden shel kehanim likvois dalid meyazuz Uh This is, uh, Mishnah deals with how much is written into the Ksuba document, the financial marriage guarantee document that every bride receives how what is the sum of money written in so in the gemara we're going to see that there was a custom of the priestly courts the basin shel Shokehanim, to jack up the price uh, of of uh, the Ksuba. if you're marrying a girl whose father's a kohen you'll have to pay her on the occasion of divorce or widowhood 400s instead of the 200s for a standard basulah so now the mishnah whether it be a widow from a non Kohain family or a widow of a Kohain family, the Ksuba is one hundred zuz. Based in the Kohen The courts used to charge or collect for a Besula, uh, a daughter of a Kohen that was married would be and if she was a virgin when she got married, she would receive four hundred Zuz and the uh, the sages did not protest to the practice of the uh, Kohen courts. The rashi says at the bottom, you the a the daughter of the Kohen when she would marry a Kohen and all the more so says Israel when she uh, is going down, so to speak, uh, a level. She's not marrying a kohen, but rather, rather marrying a Yisrael. All the more so that Yisrael is, we'll say, is very privileged to receive a bas kohen. So let him pay for it. The Gemara. Tona, the almonas koyanim mosayim. We have a brisa that says the almona, the widow from a kohen family. She's a bas kohen. She would receive a k'suba of two hundred. Well, that's not what we learned in the Mishnah. The widow who is a bas Cohen would receive only one hundred, like all other almonas, when they remarry. So, how do you square away the brisa that speaks about two hundred with this? With our Mishnah that speaks about an Amonas kain one hundred, Rashi points out that there were two rulings <coughs> that were in addition to the we we'll call the basic law. Originally, there was established that a bas kain b'sula would receive four hundred, and the. Almona Bas Kohen would receive 100. And we want to point out that this is not a takona regarding the Almona. Regarding the Almona, that's not a new ruling. That's standard fare, where Almona's receive 100, then all all Almona's, including the Bas Kohen. Now, the there's halachic development. We continue at the top of Omid base. Kevon de Chazu de Mazalzali Bahu when uh, it was uh, perceived that the almonas um, were treated lightly Rashi says at the top the almonas it wouldn't cost a man too much if he wanted to divorce her so he found some uh, insignificant grounds he would, he would find an excuse to divorce her figuring he's not going to lose too much money on it so they were, So the uh, widows who were who had remarried were treated lightly in the eyes of their of their second husbands because the Ksuba was Muetis was of little was a, a small quantity of money. One hundred So they instituted that the almonas of kohanim should receive two hundred. it's not fitting, it's beneath their dignity. The Apapish Almonus yisrael Nami mona even though the Ksuba of Almonis, uh Yisrael, regular widows, was also was also one hundred, occupy a higher status. And as they say, the the higher you go, the, the the harder you fall. And being that they had a higher status when they were divorced. It would be—it was considered a greater indignity to the kahuna, and therefore they didn't want it to be so easy to divorce the uh, the uh, almona bas kohain However, that was so that was the first stage of of uh, new ruling to establish a two hundred uh, ksuba for the almonas kain. Kevon de the minayu. We see the Gemara continues that when it was noticed that uh, men folk seeing that for, to to marry an almonas khan they'd have to pay two hundred, they said ah we we don't want to marry them. Parshan means they separated themselves and they stayed away. They distanced themselves from them. The Amri figuring adin almonas kehanim. Um, uh, uh, instead of marrying an almonas coin, which will cost us two hundred nasal zuz, might as well benefit by having a virgin Bas Yisrael, Cost costs the same thing—the two hundred zuz, which was standard fare for ksubas of Venosirael. So they, uh, so now after having raised the. Almonas, the Ksubas of Almonas to 200 they saw that had backfired Adrinu, they reinstated the original 100 so the two sources that we saw at the bottom of Amin Aleph, our Mishnah and the Brisa were simply referring to different times in the historical development of Almonas, of of Ksubas of Almonas, Kayin (laughs) based in Sheikhane bu Khumay Omar review Rama Low Lopez in Sheikhane Gulf Vid Omru this is not limited to the courts of the Khayhanem and I feel mishbakhosam yukhassas <laughs> even uh families of pure uh genealogy when we say mishkhassas one should, one should understand these are families that don't have Problems of mamzerus in their background, or uh, mamzerus illegitimacy or slavery. They're miuchosos, they have pure genealogy. They have, uh, so, even those kind of families, if they, if they should decide to up the ksuba of their daughters, they could do so as well. And the idea being that it's a, a privilege. Uh, One would pay for the privilege of marrying a girl, a woman, who has this clean, pure background. We raise an objection to Rav Yudhama Shmuel. One who wants to practice like the Klihanim did, this idea of raising the Ksuba value or cost, they could do kagon, could and what are the what are the examples? And here we have to pay exa- attention to the specific examples. Bas <clears throat> So, in a case where there's a, a marriage between a non kohen and a kohen, so it can be done, and we infer bas u'bas who in the two examples cited there was an element of Kahuna alone, but the uh, a, a daughter of a non kohen marrying a man who is a non kohen. no, there is no upping of the Ksuba the Gemara says Lo mibaya Komar the source that we just read is to be read in the Lo mibaya. Fashion or structure, which will become very clear. But just keep note: uh, what's what's the main point? We're preserving Rav Yudam right now. Rav Yudam said that a uh, family of Muhassos can also demand. When their Bas Yisrael, Miucheses, marries a Yisrael, they can also up the Xuba. They can tell the fellow, look, you're marrying our daughter, she's Miucheses, we want you to write into the xuba 400 Zuz. And that halach is true, even though we have this source. Why? Because this source is in the Lomibaya fashion. Lomibaya, I don't have to tell you, Bas Israel Yisrael, that they can... Insist on a an uh, an up a raised value ksuba. The low motzi Omar law, the Chassan cannot tell her when he himself is is yisrael. He can't tell her aluye I'm raising you by you're marrying me. You're gaining a, a higher status. We're on the same level. So uh, in a in a case like that, it's it's kind of obvious that. If she's Muhesis and they want to raise the ksuba to 400, they can do that. Avol, but there's another case which I might have thought otherwise, and that's why the source had to clarify it. Avol bas Yisrael l'kohin, where you have a, a bas Yisrael marrying a kohen, the on omar law where you might have thought he could tell her, but you expect me to pay you a higher ksuba? You're marrying me, I'm a kohin, you're only a bas Yisrael. Aluye By marrying me, you are you are rising up in status, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pay you 400 zuz. Aim although I would have thought maybe because he has that counterclaim that that they they couldn't they couldn't practice uh, an increased suba in the case of Abbas Yisrael marrying a kohen. That's why we need this teneic source to tell us that in that case as well. Even though she's a Bas Yisrael and he he is a Kohen, the fact that she's uh, uh, gaining this increased status is not enough reason for him, the Kohen, uh, not to write into the Ksuba the raised 400 Zuz amount. Now we begin a series of Mishnahis. And on the side of the Gemara, under the the under the structural note, the crown shape appears. Sidro Sho Shloisha Mishnah There's a series of or shosholosh Mishnah, a series of three Mishnayas, Shebahem Chokin Rabon Gamil Rebelazar, Mul Reb Yoshua, where you see a joint effort on the part of Rabon Gamil and Rebelezer against Rebbe Yoshua, Im Labhamin L Isha Betanasad, whether to believe a woman in her claims. We'll see with these Mishnayas, the couple gets married, the husband claims one thing, and she challenged him, she claims something else. And all of this, of course, is in the realm of his having expected her to be a virgin. And it turns out there's that, that she is something else. The Mishnah. <laughs> A man marries a woman and he does not find her to be a virgin. He omeres nasti she claims right uh, i'm I'm not a virgin, but you you still will owe me the full two hundred Zuz, because I was raped after the eryson when we first married when you offered me the money in, in exchange for my acceptance of the, uh, of the money in order, and in order to marry you at that point I was still a virgin right now when the chuppah night comes consummation night comes you find me to be a non virgin that's all true but that's because I was raped after you married me and it's your loss without translating it literally means it's, it's your loss loki, and he says back not so your intimacy causing your loss of virginity was before I married you and it's, it's a all one big mistake I expected a besulam and it turns out you're not that I am not paying you anything Rabbon Gamliov, Rabbi Elizer, the they both say, Ne'emenes. She is believed. Now, Rashi adds what we are to think at this point. In other words, when Rashi says, like he does four lines from the top, you realize that this mode of thought is going to change later in the Gemara. But the thinking right now is that she has a claim of certainty, she knows what happened to her body. And he doesn't have that same level of, of certainty, so it's called bori. Bori means clear, definitive, versus shema, versus something that's doubtful. And when you have a claim of bori veshema, they uh, they are of the opinion that the bori, the clear claim, the claim made with certainty, wins out. So she will win out, and she'll get her she'll get her ksuba. we don't live by her mouth we don't live by her words rather she is considered having been um, um, part of intimacy before the Erosin and she tricked him leading him to believe that she was still a when she wasn't until she brings proof to what she is claiming namely that she lost her virginity after she was already married to this man, to the husband the Gemara opens up with a discussion that doesn't seem uh, to be related uh, to the issues dealt with in the Mishnah but as we go on in the Gemara you will see how things uh, do get connected we glance at the side under the no se the topic heading Mono Li Mr. A claims that Mr. B owes him money Mono Li means uh is a hundred, a hundred dollars of mine are in your hands meaning you owe me a hundred dollars follow Omer, Amy Yodan the other one says, oh I don't know so how do we look at that so on the one hand Bori <clears throat> V'Shemah As we've learned in the Mishnah, we've made an allusion to Rashi's comment, that here you see someone with a claim of certainty, I know you owe me a hundred. And you have the other guy, the Shema, saying, I don't know, it's a a statement of doubt. So how do we rule in a case like that? So if you rule in favor of the claimer, that means you hold that in Bori Veshema, that Bori Adif. Adif means better that it's a, a, a better claim and it's, it's, it's so much better that he is entitled to, to collect money, to in effect remove the money from its current state its current presence, its current status <clears throat> M- meaning to remove it from B from the pos- po- possession of B and have it transferred to the possession of A there's another approach when you have a situation of Mr. A claiming money from Mr. B, one might say, Uki mamona establish the money in its owner's possession. Who is the current owner of the money? Well, the one who's holding on to it, the one in whose wallet it is found, the one in whose bank account it is located. He is the one that has the chazoka, the, he has this, the the uh, Possession of it, and the uh, issue is: can a strong claim be grounds for removing it from its current uh, status? So this approach says "uki mamona means that a, a claim, though it's a, a claim with with a, with certainty, it's not strong enough to have a status change, a hazoka change. The Gemara Itmar Mono Li Mr. A claims for Mr B, you owe me a hundred. Mr. B response, "Any of I'm not sure about that. Rabyudov Rab Amri, they together say, "Chayav." he has to pay. The fellow who claimed he didn't know. Too bad, you don't know. The other one has a solid claim, a claim made of certainty, so you have to pay. Ravnachmon Amri Potter. That he is exempt, Mister B does not have to pay. And the Gemara now explains: Rav Hunav, Rav Yuda, Amri, they both say Chayov Bori Vishama, Bori adif. When you have one claim made with certainty and the other claim from a position of doubt, the claim of Bori of certainty wins out. Rav Nachman, Rav and Amri Patur that Mister B is exempt from paying. Uki Mamona Bechesgas We maintain the money in the possession of the owner, and that pushes off. A <clears throat> Tainas Bori. Note that as we go on in the Gemara, there is a long point. Omar le abaye le rav Yosef. Ha de ravhunav rav Yehuda, that which they held that he's chayav to pay, that the Tainas Bori is stronger. dishmuel <speaking in> he <Hebrew> That's in. In uh, in light of or following the ruling of Shmuel, Desnan. what we do now is we present the Tanaic source, and following the Tanaic source, Shmuel's name will appear. So this, the Mishnah says to Mishnah later on, a Muberes, woman comes to us pregnant, the Omru law, and we ask the woman, Mativo what's the nature of this. Child, in terms of is he a, a a kosher Jew or is he questionable? So she says, "Mi'ish ploni v'kohenhu." The pregnancy that I am carrying with me right now is from a person that's miyuchas. The word v'kohen is a is a we'll say a borrowed expression or is an illustrative expression of those who are of pure genealogical background. No problem of mamzerus or Avdus in their history. So she claims that the child that I'm carrying. You don't have to worry. He is. He's got a clean record. And and they these two tanoim give her credibility. She is to be believed. The Omar of Yudah HaShemuel Halacha Gamliel Shmuel says, and we will rule like Rabbi Gamaliel. The Amalei Shmuel bar Yehuda, the Rav Yehuda, Rav Shmuel bar Yehuda, says to Rav Yehuda, Shinana, Shinah means uh, wise one, sharp one. Amrislon mishmei de Shmuel. You, Rav uh, Shmuel. Uh, Rav Shmuel Bar says to Rav Yudah, you told us Amr Shlon Mishmei de Don't confuse, by the way, this gentleman, Rav, the Rav here, Rav Shmuel Bar with the original Shmuel. It's different people. So Rav Shmuel Bar says to Rav Yehuda, you told us in the name of Shmuel, Halacha Af Borishonov. The Halacha shall follow Ramliel, even in the first case. The first case is a reference to the vias Ksuba where, uh, where a woman is placing a claim to get paid her Ksuba we saw this in our Mishnah where she's claiming she has a Ksuba coming to her and he's saying back uh, no 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 uh, you were already a non-Besula before you ever married me my Afbo Rishona what is the point that's being made over here that the Halacha will follow Rabba even in this case Gemara explains even though one could have said that we leave the money in the possession of its owner, that is the husband even so Ramlil still gives more power to the claim of Bori the claim made of, with confidence with certainty namely her claim she knows what happened to her body and she will get the 200 Zuz the Gemara continues can we say this can we line up the uh, different Amoroyim that we saw at the beginning of the Sukhya with the two schools of thought we found in the um, in the Tanoim, and then we'll spell things out. Rab Yehuda and Rav Huna, they said in the case of Moni Libiatcha, and the other one said back Eni They said Bori Adif. So shall we say that these Amaroyim fit into the thought of Rabon Gamliel? Remember, he's the one that we just got finished saying that holds the tainas bori. Her tainas bori is strong; is stronger than the cheskas momon that the husband has, and she can get her two hundred. So that in the uh, the case with the loan, the the claimed money, uh, and their ruling would parallel the ruling of Rabbi Leo with the woman and her claims on the ksuba, and similarly. Rav Nachmon, Rav Yochanan who in the in the loan claim above, they said that the, even though the fellow said I don't know, he nevertheless maintains a hold on his money because of this Cheskas Momon was the stronger factor, it overruled it overpowered the Tainas that Bori that was raised against him so Rav Nachman or Rav that give credence or power to the Cheskas Momon the Amrik Rabbi Yeshua they seem to rule then like Rav Yeshua where Rav Yeshua said in the case of the Ksuba the husband maintains his holding on the money and he's not going to pay her on based on uh, his feeling that uh, she was, uh, it was a Mekah Omar Loch Rav Nachman now before we go on those of you who are relatively new to Gemara learning, you should be aware that it's not a comfortable position for an Amora to be locked into only one Shita of Tanoim and not be able to fit in or conform to the other Shita of Tanoim. When you have several Tanoim on a given topic, Amoroyim that speak want to feel that their position can fit into all of the, ta, the Tanoyim the, those great scholars that preceded them in the Tanayic period so Amora, when he says something he wants to feel that his statement is something that could be accepted by the previous Tanoyim the way we set things up in the Lema the line before with the Lema question shall we say everything we did that limits the Amoroyim to fit each one only into one school of Taneic thought. And as we say, that's not a comfortable position. Omar loch, Rav Nachmon. So Rav Nachmon will tell you, Ano di Amri afilu ker What I said is something even Rav Gamliel would go along with. I said that the Cheskas Momon is stronger. That was in the case of the lone Fellow claiming you owe me money, and the other one said I don't know. So uh, Rav Nachman will tell you that, true. In that case, the guy that said any of that will maintain his holding on his hold on the money. That's something even Rav Ramlil would agree with. Ad Up till now, Rav Ramlil says what he diz, does over there by the woman that she has believed. Ella. And notice, there's a number one. Here, there's another explanation uh, later on this line. Why is she believed? One, the Ika Migo, her stru- her claim has an additional level of strength. In general, Rabbi Gamliel would say a Cheskas Mamon will win over a Taina, a simple Taina of Bori, just like I said however, the woman has an extra level of strength in her claim she has a migu Rashi explains that we'll look at that very shortly avol in the case of the tovea of the money, the loan money my migu Ika, what does the what is the uh, creditor what migu does the creditor have he doesn't have a migu taina he doesn't have a claim with this added, this boosted strength Uh, boosted strength claim and therefore uh, even Rabban will will agree that leave the money where it is now let's take a look at Rashi Rashi Elo Ika Migul Kagon and what we see in this uh, there are uh Rashi right now is quoting two Mishnayas uh, one we've seen and one's an upcoming Mishnah and in these Mishnayas the, uh, there's a, there's a uh, an argument between the husband and the wife and Ramamliel sides with the lady's claim in both Mishnayas and what Rashi does is he goes through the two Mishnayas and shows how she has a booster a a, uh, emboldened claim a stronger claim than the husband because she has this migu aspect to it we haven't explained till now what migu is but the framework of migu basically is that you should believe me in what I'm saying now because I could have put in a better claim that you wouldn't have been able to refute so believe me in what I'm claiming now because I would have had a, a, a real winning claim if I really wanted to. So that gives her credibility in what she's saying right now. Now Rashi explains. Kagon, rastani nenasti, the claim that she makes in our Mishnah that the reason you don't find me to be absurd is because I was raped after you already married me. Kagon, and then the next Mishnah where she, she says, He, Omerus, Mukas etani. She after he claims you're not a Basula so she says to him, Yeah, but that's because I'm a MukaS etz. I was I was this uh um uh, uh, afflicted I was hit by a piece of wood. And we discussed this in our previous year, the idea of Muka aids The amrinon we say as follows Migo the taina Tana Taina Malyasa since Migu means since. Uh if I wanted to, I could have or if she wanted to, she could have made a, a stronger claim, Mehach, than that which she is saying right now. So, since she opts to advance her, the weaker of two claims, knowing that she could have put in a stronger claim, we believe her with what she's saying. Kagon. Gabi Mishirastani and our Mishnah, where she claims. Uh, yes that's true I was not a I'm not a basula but that's because after I was married to you I was raped That uh in, within with that with regard to that case Hafatano she could have said muka mal she could have said something even better more favorable for herself claiming right you didn't find me to be a you didn't find me to be a Basula, that's because I was a Mukas And why is Mukas better for her The low Mikuna? She's not uh, disqualifying herself from ultimately or eventually marrying a Kohen. Mishra Stani, and she's saying, "I was raped after I was already married to you she's she's disqualifying herself from eventually ever marrying a Kohen, She's limiting her potential mates later on. the rule is that the a married woman that was raped becomes forbidden to the, Kahuna. therefore, in our Mishnah. Rabbi Gamliel says she has such a wonderful claim because she could have said something even more beneficial to herself and she opted not to do so so believe her Rashi continues Vigabi hi this is a Mishnah on the next Omen on Yud Gimel, Gimel Aleph where she says uh, oh I was a mukaz etz omrah she could have said mukaz ani tachtecha I lost my virginity because I was smitten by a piece of wood, or there was I experienced some penetration of a foreign uh, substance into my body while I was already married to you. This law mosan, and a claim like that would have entitled her to a full soup of two hundred zuz, meaning at the point she was married to start, got married to him, nothing had happened to her. What happened to her, though, took place after she was married to him so since at the time she was married she was a basula, she would be entitled to 200 ziz, to and she says and she says you should believe me therefore in what I'm saying now that I was a Mukaseitz before I married you and therefore I have a subah of 100 coming to me where if he the husband is tining uh, you claim you're a Mukha seitz. No, you were Niveles. you were par- you were a uh, uh, participant in participatory in in intimacy before I married you. So, what we have just done now through the Rashi is understood uh, Rav Nachman's point of view that in general, a uh, a uh, say a controversy over over money matters. Would be settled through looking at the cheskas moment. Where is the money right now? Who is in? Who is the current possessor of it? In as far as the mishnayis are concerned, and Rabbi Gamliel, Rav Nachman says Rabbi Gamliel can see things my way. That in general we go basar cheskas moment. We follow a, the, where the thing is right now. However, in the Mishnai's, where we see the woman winning over the man, according to Rabban Leo, and effectively removing the money from him, transferring it to her based on her claims, that's because she has a, she has a, a super bolstered claim that we explained in the Rashi through a Migu. Believe her in what she's saying now because she could have, uh, if she was just trying to get away with things, she could have made a stronger claim. Let's continue in the Gemara. Inami Adkan lo koma Leo Gamliel Another uh, Approach to enable Rav Nachman to fit into Rav Leo is as follows That up till now Rav Leo did not say what he did That she is believed el Amrinon a She has her own Given status meaning she was Born as a basula. she was a regular Baby she was born as a basula. So she's able to enjoy that status um, over his claims that she is not. We look at Rashi, Ukma achazoka, Misafkalan ashas We are confronted with this doubt regarding what was her status at the point of marriage, the initial stage of marriage, the erusin. If she was a basula, and he would then be bound to pay her in the event of a divorce or widowhood 200, or Or maybe she was a bula at the time of Eru Sin. a A bula meaning she already had intimacy beforehand. <coughs> you have a doubt, so you go according to her known. Previous status. She was born as a basula. And as far as her current non basula status it's because she was, she was, she was raped after she married this fellow. The time of marriage, though, he created a an a financial obligation of the full 200 due to a basula. So it, it as a, as Rav Nachman explains, that Rav believing her, enabling her, entitling her to her ksuba claim is because she had a Chazoka of being a basula avolhacha. But in the case of the loan, the claimed money, my chazoka is leilahai What Chazoka does the toveya, the claimer, have? He doesn't have some kind of pre-established status entitling him to the money. So what have we done so far? We have, sh- we have shown that Rav Nachmon is uh, who's an Amora, and his point of his ruling above of Uki Mamona Vejezgas Mare is something that even Rabon Gamliel could agree with nami Here the Gemara starts a point that uh, takes us down to four lines from the top of Yud Gimel Aleph to the end of the Gemara. He says that this is also likely, Kiddim as we have answered to Rav Nachman, who, that Rav Nachman conforms to Rav Ramliel, that we can, in the case of the Monali Biadcha, the yellow otherwise fellow saying, Ani we would rule that the eni of that guy keeps his money, <coughs> and that same Rav Nachman would go agree with Rav Leo regarding the woman's claims against her husband in these mishnayos that we've seen. The Gemara continues at the top of Yud Gimel Mem Aleph. The Im Kain, if Dim Kain means if Rav, Rav Nachman could not be established to hold like Rav Leo. Uh, we would then have a problem in psak halakh. We'd have a contradiction in how to go about halachic rulings. The kaimalon we have a rule Rav that when Rav Nachman goes up against someone else in and, and argues regarding financial matters, we follow Rav Nachman's ruling. Badini has to do with uh, primarily with financial related matters we follow Rav Nachman and in our Sugya regarding the woman and her claims for the Ksuba we know that we will rule like Rav Gamliel who says that she is believed when she says so we, we know that we rule like Rav Nachman in financial matters and we know with regard to the Ksuba which is also, a, a realm of financial concern. We rule like Rabbi Gamliel. Rather, we therefore have to conclude. We ought to conclude that Rav Nachmon is one and, one and the same with with, with Rabbi Gamliel, as we already explained. And with that in mind, then we don't have a we don't have a, a contradiction in terms of how to go about paskining halachas namely by paschaming like Rav Yudam or Shmuel said that we go like Raman Amlil that is something that Rav Nachman would go along with as well